Hello and welcome to the Exorcism Podcast. If you are looking to get really good at programming, then this is just the podcast for you. Being a phenomenal programmer is about so much more than just knowing a coding language. It's about being able to solve problems, understand the best tools to solve the problems with, and think things through with clarity. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Jonathan. I'm the host of the Exorcism Podcast and I'm joined with Lars today, who is... Where are you based currently, Lars? I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. Nice, cool. So a little bit north of the equator. I'm very much south of the equator at this point in time. Um, really good to have you on today's show. Uh, really pleased that we could have this chat. And um, I'm just going to kick straight off into into this 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 week's show. So, so Lars, tell us a little bit about yourself. You, how did you get into tech? How did you end up where you are currently? Yeah, let's let's see. Where am I currently? As we discussed, uh, Copenhagen. Um, but mainly working in consulting in the area of uh, SAP, custom code, ABAP. And how did I end up there? Yeah, as usual, it's a long story. Um, but it's tech, so let's let's talk about tech, right? So when I was young, that's a long time ago, um, me and my uh, identical twin, I have an identical twin. You've now. got an identical twin. So how do I yeah. know it's not your other twin? That's yeah, he's, he's doing Microsoft stuff. Okay. I'm Good. doing SAP stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just ask him anything about SAP, then he cannot answer. Ask me anything <laughs> about Microsoft, then I cannot answer. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but when we were young, we started playing on the Commodore 64 ride. Mm-hmm. And I remember doing some... Um, very very basic programming in the basic programming language on the Commodore on a black and white very small TV screen spending hours doing that getting a new computer doing QBasic on the uh, 386 and the 486 and mm-hmm. upgrading to uh, 8 megabytes of memory right those were the days yeah <laughs> um, Doing um, yeah, that was QBasic. Doing uh, Pascal programming. Uh, eventually, got into Windows, right? And I did a lot of um, Visual Basic. Yeah, I like Visual Basic. That was back in the, uh, the in the nineties, something. And eventually, getting into running some some Linux systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, for those that remember the good old Linux days, there was the themes.org. Okay. Web page where it was possible to download themes for different window managers. Very, very much a Linux thing. And I think that's the first time I got really involved with the community. Uh, spending time on building that website in uh, PHP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Put some stamps on me doing um, yeah. Visual Basic, doing a PHP programming. Yep. yep. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and eventually going to university, doing a master in computer science and doing whatever programming, and randomly getting a, a small job as I yeah need money to to pay my rent right and doing a, doing other programming and that has been sticking with me for the last around fifteen years of SAP ABAP custom code development. Okay. And, and yeah, so next next question: Why why did it stick around, right? Because <laughs> ABAP is not a, a very modern program now. It's much like COBOL. 
-hmm. But it's also a very interesting programming language because it's very wide, has a lot of different statements, and a lot of different things can go wrong. Okay, so there's a lot of pro uh, problem problem solving and a lot of kind of debugging. Kind of is that is that the nature of it? Yeah. So uh, so typically, I say I do uh, do this kind of work because I really like debugging, mm -hmm. and there is plenty of old code uh, to debug, right? Mm -hmm. So just last week, I was fixing an old program that was 20 years old. I was like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. And there's always when looking into an old program that even though I've been doing this for many years, there's always some old new stuff to learn uh, some old features that was been used uh, and still runs uh, day to day right okay so you joined 15 years ago the same company or um, just started learning ABAP with SAP and have yeah, moved so to different com companies right now where I'm at now I'm, uh, I have my own company okay doing uh, fun stuff mm -hmm. and I define what fun is mm -hmm. Uh, and I've been doing uh, also a lot of consulting for various consulting companies and also uh, worked as an intern. So now I'm doing freelance and mm -hmm. um, get doing some freelance work so I can uh, pay my rent again. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. important. Okay. And <laughs> It sounds like a common theme in your life, which is pay, to yeah. pay the rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find ways to pay. And, and yeah... Spending too much time on open source projects, getting off track uh, into uh, into something uh, challenging. Yeah. So, so do you have a, a team of people that you work with as part of your business, or are you on your fairly on your own in that sense? Um, how what does it look like day to day or in the week with your with your work? Yeah. So I'm on my own, and I have my own company. Um, but when talking about collaboration, what I do collaborate with the customer, right? And then in the open source space, I also have a lot of um, um, good friends in the open source community that helps out with some stuff every now and then, uh, and I help them out with some stuff here and then. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. So you, you actually are fully responsible, I think, for building the ABAP track on exorcism, if I'm not mistaken, or you have a high level of involvement in building it, um, yeah, talk, high talk, level. Talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, so so the ABAP track has been uh, made up uh, by various community members, and and these are mainly community members from the uh, ABAP Git uh, open source project. So uh, in ABAP, of course, we are a bit special, so we have to build our own Git client from scratch. But that's a different story for another day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's open source. Um, so we had various people um, contribute to the Exorcism ABAP track. Um, however, the ABAP track is a bit special, right? Because ABAP is a programming language that's actually quite difficult to uh, to start up in. Because you cannot just download um, like a, a JavaScript runtime like Node or a Python uh, runtime. You cannot really do that very easily in ABAP. So... Um, the the latest um, way to do this was a Docker container with sixteen. That was sixteen gigabytes, as far as I remember. Sixteen, and you, you need at least thirty-two gigabytes of memory mm. uh, to run this. And there's not a lot of people that actually has this infrastructure easily available. Um, so. 
and, and also running on this kind of infrastructure would be impossible with exorcism, I guess. Uh, I don't know the, uh, mm. the infrastructure behind exorcism, but the exorcism tracks is all a lot of small Docker containers that starts up, runs the code, checks the exercise, and then shuts down again. And you're starting a dog container uh, of this size can easily take 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, no, sure. <laughs> so we kind of needed a different approach. And yeah. luckily, I had been uh, have been working on uh, static analysis stuff for ABAP that I started some years ago. And it has abstract syntax trees. So we actually take this ABAP code and make it into JavaScript code and then run it on Node and... Um, give the feedback on uh, on exorcism. So we say that it is not uh, the official language that we support as ABAP, and also ABAP is a bit special, as I noted a few times before now, that there there is no real nice official uh, uh, description of the ABAP language as such. Um, okay. Um, not like other languages that has been designed. I think ABAP has mainly evolved into what it is from uh, the 70s or whenever it was started. Um, so we make it up as we go. So what what challenges does that kind of create on like a day-to-day -day work thing for you, I guess, because you you have to be able to look at a problem with fresh eyes every day and try and get into the mind of the person who developed it because you have very little is it, is it right in saying that you have very little documentation to refer to so you there's a lot like, of documentation um, but it's not it is just in text and it's not always 100% correct mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay um, so the correct <laughs> the correct way is to try the code and, uh, and see what it actually does right mm -hmm. uh, of course there's a lot of things in the language that is correct but also when when we people are, that work and build things in a in an SAP ABAP system. We, we typically are multiple developers in one system and this one system has 200 plus million lines of ABAP code and 80,000 plus database tables. Gosh. Which is, which is good. Uh, I like monoliths um, and um, and especially if you build everything very close together, you get a lot of cool static analysis that can tie things together. If you, uh, whereas if you do a Microsoft architecture, it's all loosely coupled. There is pros and cons in both, right? Mm -hmm. So you prefer the monolith um, setup from a? Would would that be a fair comment, or is that a little bit? Yeah. You sort of. Yeah. Whatever you prefer. <laughs> yeah. I, I do prefer monoliths. But yeah. Okay. So. Visual Basic, PHP, Prefer Monoliths, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> legacy, that's fine. Legacy code, yeah, all the stuff that's been around, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like old stuff. It's, it's pretty fun, right? I typically say that when, I'm, when, I, when I get old, I want to go into a PL1 or a APL programming, some, some, some of those programming languages. I, I don't know. I can, I can probably do that on Nexusism too, right, at some probably, point in time. I mean, there's, we've got everything uh, under the hood at, at this point. But let's just see what we've got. ABL. Did you say APL or ABL? APL. Oh, there's no APL track one. Oh, maybe there's an opportunity. 
PLS Quill, there's no PL1. Okay, okay. That's a two-nil track that uh, that somebody in the community can can well, help you're build. you're signing now. up for right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. No, so what does this look on a daily basis in, for instance, the ABAP track? So, so the ABAP track is an approximation of what is correct, right? And mm -hmm. we always try to move it one step closer to being 100% correct. Mm -hmm. So we actually have people with correct solutions that just doesn't work on XSYSM. Okay. Because of this uh, strange uh, transpiler uh, mm -hmm. uh, setup. But step by step, day by day, uh, it starts uh, starts working right. And just keep adding more and more unit tests to the backend and to the XSYSM runner and and everything. And then hopefully someday it will be 100% perfect. But Who Nothing's knows? Perfect. Who knows what, what what's going to come from from at that point? So now, how many clients do you typically work with during during the week? Uh, is is it one or two or three or can it be up to ten? Uh, just one or two. Okay, and that's been like an ongoing thing for for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, I've been doing consulting for many years now. And is it is it mainly focused in? Copenhagen or did did during the pandemic did did you get opportunity remote further afield like what's your kind of do you travel much or? I have been traveling much in my my younger days but uh, now I just typically sit at home doing uh, remote work okay um, it's easy yeah keep keep your coffee machine warm yeah keep things kind of ticking over so now, so Lars now you, you said you sort of grew up um programming from quite a young age and you kind of you were interested in that sort of from a fairly young age did, did programming at any point kind of did it make sense to you at some point was there a moment when you were like uh, it sort of clicked for you or was it something that just sort of you naturally sort of understood from a young age like how how would you describe that oh i don't know i think i've always understood kind of doing programming right yeah but typically so my younger days it's always been procedural programming mm -hmm. so so i remember sometime in the uni in university right there was this introduction to uh, like functional programming mm -hmm. and um, and uh, logical programming mm -hmm. and there's like two two completely different uh Uh, paradigms to actually do programming and so there's a prologue uh, as far as I know mm -hmm. yeah there's a prologue uh, track on ecosystem so for those that have not tried doing logical programming I recommend mm -hmm. trying to do some uh, prologue uh, programming and uh, and standard ML is probably also there um, to figure out that actually you thought you know new procedural programming but there's also a lot of other things that you can do so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I learn I learn new stuff every day, so it has not clicked yet. You're still kind of wrestling with with everything. No, it's just interesting because a lot of I mean, my experience has been that I have to immerse myself in in something in like a language, and then suddenly the concepts which are foreign, and then overnight something will shift, and it's almost like oh wow, that that makes complete sense. Um, and some of the others I've spoken to on the podcast have said. Yeah, they have a, had a similar experience, and I was like, "Well, how did you do that?" And they're like, "Oh, one one girl was like, oh, I just imagine a program like a story, and I have the functions of characters and all of this kind of stuff.' So that was really interesting. But uh, how did you 
how did you decide that like ABAP was the thing that you were going to like full on focus on? Was it just like, oh, this pays the rent or was it kind of, I just really like this. I prefer it to JavaScript or whatever. And Well, getting into a programming language always starts by random, right? So mm. uh, doing a visual basic started by random, doing ABAP um, yeah. started by random. And it kind of, kind of just stood out as a kind of... A, a uh, very challenging programming language because it's so big in uh, in different statements like uh, Java and JavaScript doesn't really have very much statements. It has a, a large library. Um, mm-hmm. So it's typically compared that in, in ABA we have a lot of library things as part of the programming language whereas in JavaScript you call different you uh, use the same, same kind of uh, language construct to call the libraries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah okay so it was almost like you just almost randomly discovered ABAP and 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 so what looking ahead now then in the next sort of 10 10 years I mean I don't know if you want to even think that far but what does the next 5 to 10 years look like for you in terms of programming and business like, have you got any sense of, oh, this is where I'd like to be, this is what I would like to be doing? Like, Nah, you, you never really know, right? Uh, so, I continue things as long as I think they're fun, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not fun anymore, then I'll drop it and do something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's my, that. that's my big plan, right? <laughs> because it has to be fun uh, to make it work day-to-day, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And it is probably ABAP on the menu in 10 years still, I yeah. think. Um, and it comes down, a bit down to that I'm quite picky uh, when it comes yeah. to programming languages and technology. So I do uh, ABAP and I do uh, JavaScript slash TypeScript. And then I try not to get into any other language at all. Yeah. Okay. So, but if I, if I was to say, okay, Lars you have to drop ABAP and JavaScript now and you have to pick up another programming language. Do you have any idea which one you would be like, yeah, I'll do that? Yeah, yeah. so we already talked APL. It's um, okay, yeah. um, a very um, cool, very uh, probably older than me programming language, I don't know, <laughs> close to at least APL and, uh, and PL1. I think that they're both older than, than ABAP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So uh, why why those ones out of interest? Like, what intrigues you about those? So APL is like, um, I've never really tried, but there's a few sim- simulators on, on the internet that you can try. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Greek letters where everything is kind of a matrix multiplication. I'm not, okay. it, it just looks very, very strange and <laughs> yeah, kind of stupid, uh, but yeah. that is also what makes it fun, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be some kind of challenge. Uh, and PL1 is just kind of up, up, but something different. I'm not sure. So something mysterious and a little bit... Uh, yeah. Something that yeah, not, not really... I like to go for the old classical stuff and not all the new fancy stuff. Mm-hmm. But I could probably say Rust. No, nah. Probably get into Rust someday, but that's not really... It's just because I need to. It's not because I want to. Yeah, and do you do you notice that um, the number of people doing ABAP is declining or increasing, or 
Has there been a resurgence in, resurgence in the language lately? What is your perspective yeah. on that? Yeah, it's quite difficult. And as ABAP is these big systems that run internally in large multinational corporations, it's quite difficult to get some real public numbers that are correct on what is the numbers actually. But the rumor is that the uh, the age of the developers that knows this uh, by heart is increasing and going closer and closer to uh, getting off the market. Okay. Um, so kind of like COBOL, right? So it's an old language. Not uh, uh, Young people doesn't find it uh, too much fun, right? So it's kind of old people yeah. like me. <laughs> um, but that's also why we, why we actually did the ABAP track, right? We want to, uh, to uh, get more young people into, uh, into the language. And Exorcism is a good platform to uh, try out a lot of different languages, check them out. Uh, and it's very easy to get started. So single click, login, start doing some other code, done. Yeah. And have you noticed, um, have you seen a lot of people doing the track, um, the ABAP track? Yes, we have close to 5,000 students now. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah so in um, here in September, there was a um, September a community code challenge that was uh, organized by the SAP developer advocates. Mm -hmm. So trying to get people on the platform, trying out some um, um, some exercises with uh, what we call internal tables. Mm -hmm. uh, in other languages, these are typically arrays, but we call it internal tables. Um, and nested internal tables, which is typically called, referred to as a uh, a double race right in other programming languages yeah. um, so we got a lot of new students on that and also we got a lot of uh, uh, feedback and bugs and issues on, on GitHub and that's mm -hmm. also a thing that we're not really used to in the ABAP world collaborating across multiple organizations actually sharing some code on GitHub mm. is not something that is very typical in the community yet okay is that just because the the people it, it's been very siloed in terms of uh, this company does its thing and then another company does its thing and so the developers don't really talk much they're in their specific context and the sharing and the collaboration is a little bit less yeah. or why is that? it is also due to the nature of an SAP ABAP system because it's mm -hmm. it's a standard system it can do anything for you right mm -hmm. So, so typically when I help customers, it's because the customer needs something special. Yeah. Uh, and it's something special according to what makes their business unique. Mm -hmm. um, so it's probably something that other customers cannot use and also would not really use because that customer is unique in a different way than a different customer. Right? Mm -hmm. um, but there is an open source community evolving, uh, sharing code, but it it is typically on the level of utilities, utility stuff like uh, logging and error handling or, or something. But okay. uh, it, it will get there. It just takes yeah. five plus years in the SAP world for anything. Yeah, just for everything to kind of start gaining gaining, gaining that traction. So, yeah. Lars, so one of the things that we, we ask everyone who comes on, on the show, and I, I, you might have seen the document that I sent you, but we, we typically ask people, what is the one opinion or perspective that you would um, hold and not compromise on in the tech scene or typically what is the one hill that you would die on in the tech scene 
to to make sure that that thing stands forever and ever. And it can be as silly as um, I always write my logic after my CSS, if you're in the front end, or it can be really trivial, or it could be something like, um, I will never use GitHub, <laughs> for example. It could, but you just have to be able to to argue or prevent, present your point well thought through. But what is that one thing, that one opinion that you would... One, one, one opinion. Okay, I can give you two. I can give you two. two. Uh, yeah, three. Two. Okay, three. You can have you can have three opinions because I know that technical people are not very opinionated at all, typically. So, uh. oh, yeah. <laughs> I think if people would describe me, then and sometimes I have very strong opinions about uh, IT, okay. and and yeah. So one of my main opinions is say no, saying no. This, this will not be possible. Do something else uh, uh, that better fits with the solution and the technology. Um, so say no to uh, using um, tools like uh, Jenkins. Say no okay. to Jenkins. Then it's one of the tools that uh, uh, I like to mention that uh, nobody should use, right? Because Jenkins. Why, why, Jenkins, why is that? Well, what is the reason for that? It, it's a lot easier to have your pipelines close to the code. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you typically, I just consider it obsolete. Okay. So it's like a level of abstraction that doesn't need to be added in if you know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. And there's other tools that, that do things better. Another tool that I like to uh, uh, skip mm. is, uh, is Eclipse. So uh, um, in the Java world, if you look back like five, ten years, uh, the Eclipse uh, editor has typically been used for... Um, building uh, Java code mm-hmm. and from my perspective this is at a point where Eclipse is not even used to build Java code anymore it's typically some big enterprise uh, applications and stuff used in Eclipse and building an Eclipse that it was not really intended for in the beginning there's many other uh, ways to do this and lots of other tools to choose from mm-hmm. so Eclipse is eclipsed okay yeah I like it and and I'm going to give you one more opinion. What is the other, the yeah, third white, opinion? White space. Oh, it's white space. Um, <laughs> so one of my side projects is static analysis for ABAP, right? Mm-hmm. And and actually, in ABAP, it is it. We have a lot of different statements, a lot of different ways to do indentation and um, uppercase and lowercase and Hungarian notation, and everything and. Yeah, um, doing having double spaces somewhere in a text and something that really sets me off. Is that just because it throws everything and it it just nightmare to? Yeah, it just gets you off track and reading like reading a text or a piece of code. Oh, there's two there's two spaces here between. <laughs> what? Oh, let's no, going to. It gets me off guard every okay, time. So, okay, so let me. So Jenkins, see I see your pipelines. Get it close to the code key. Um, eclipse, not necessary, and uh, double white space. Those, yeah. those. Well, I've given you three opinions, um, which I'm, which range in severity, it seems. So, uh, <laughs> no, that's that's really cool. Um, no, that's that's great, and yeah, I think you, I think you managed to uh, to fight to hold your ground uh, nicely, nicely on those. And and also, um, 
when talking about continuous integration, right? Don't make continuous integration into continuous waiting. Okay, so like push a have, code, then it sits there and waits to be PR'd. No, nah, more, is that what more you, with get the feedback fast to the developer instead of uh, having them wait for the wait an hour or two hours for uh, any feedback. Okay, yeah, so is that because the, systemically, systematically, it's it's a fail safe? Is that is that why that's in there? Is it just to kind of pause so that things can be reviewed? Or no, no, why it's would, just architecture, bad architecture. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, so final question then for for today. Um, I hope uh, you've enjoyed yourself so far. But I wanted to ask you this: What recommendations do you have for the exorcism community? for this week if you could recommend one thing for the community what would it be it could be anything eat sushi go and jump in a river whatever oh, it would co- be of course uh, try out the ABAP track um, okay <laughs> that's probably not what you're looking for I'll give you for, the free that's a but, free one that's a free one okay. <laughs> but of course um, as noted a few times before remember to have fun yep. uh, it has to be fun um, uh, so, uh, so sometimes even though there is some strange ideas, just um, mm-hmm. but it's, if it's fun, try it out, uh, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's typically also what I say in, in creating open source projects: just jump into it, see if it's fun or not. Um, try it out. Uh, if it doesn't work, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, then jump up to the next uh, next party um, <laughs> or uh, open source project or programming language. Yeah. Um, because there, 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 there are so many things to do uh, in the tech world and outside the tech world um, um, that it, it's not really worth if you if you're bored all the time, right? Yeah, no, sure. No, that makes that that's a good good recommendation. So anyone out there, go uh, have some fun in the tech space. Um, Lars, thank you very much for, for your time today. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, just just stay on while while I when I stop the recording, we'll just touch base at the end. But. Uh, just wanted to say a huge thank you. And anyone out there who's interested, go and check out the ABAP track. Um, go and run some exercises on it. Um, go and see how you get on with it. And if you want to learn something that has been around for a while uh, and is back growing, I guess, in importance and um, influence, you could say, because it's it underpins a lot of core multinational platforms, people that you would recognize, companies that you would recognize, if you want to learn the inside track, then ABAP is definitely worth checking out. Uh, Lars, we'll put all of the, uh, the show links that you might have in the in the description below when we get there. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much. And I'll check you in a second. But uh, yeah, thanks again. Appreciate it.